You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis in the lane. Giannis spinning. Welcome to Locked On. There's no hope in the world. There's. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what could accurately uh, sum up my current feelings. Uh, and that's about as good as I got. But no, this is Locked On Bucks. We're happy to have you. Um, we're happy that you want to commiserate with us this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whatever it may be. Uh, I'm Eric Name. On the other side of this phone call is Frank Madden. And bringing you today's episode is my bookie. You can use our promo code locked on MBA. And if you join my bookie, my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. So visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Frank, the Bucks played. They'll get paid, but they did not win. <laughs> Uh, they, they did not do any of that tonight against the Washington Wizards. They lose 99-88. Where do you want to begin? There, there's a whole lot of problems. There's a whole lot of awful basketball being played. Where do you want to start? I was going to say the alternate podcast is uh, the last few days has been let's get this over with, comma, Bucks podcast. Um, <laughs> it's not bad. It's catchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted out, you know, I mean, uh, well, I tweeted out in the context of, um, just talking a little bit about Giannis's struggles. Um, I think, you know, he finishes eight out of 21 tonight. Um, he's 15 out of 41, the last two games. I think he's like seven out of 17 at the rim or something like that. So, uh, again, I mean, that's not going to continue at quite that rate. Right. I mean, we can say he was unsustainably shooting well at the rim. He's not going to hit 85% all year, but he's not as bad as certainly obviously what we've seen the last couple of games. Um, I expect him to bounce back, but um, just a frustrating night for Giannis, uh, and, uh, just this team overall. I mean, Giannis missed a bunch of chippies. This, the Bucks missed a bunch of chippies. They couldn't score. I mean, yep. you know, like they score 88 points, uh, a game after scoring 79, you kind of wondered if maybe they would bounce back tonight, you know, optimistically, you might've said, well, they're finally, they, the, the, the whole like, you know, issue of, teams that just come out flat and just can't quite summon whatever it is to like really bring that extra gear certainly on a night like this after the utter embarrassment of what they did against the Mavericks playing against a good Washington team at home you would think that they would come out with whatever that is and you know I don't think you can blame effort or something like that on what we saw tonight I mean for periods, the defense was quite good, especially in the second quarter. You give up, you know, 99 points to the Wizards. Do you have the, let's see here. Offensive see rating the, for the Wizards, yeah. 109.8. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not good, but whatever. I mean, it's not like a disaster, but the offense, 97.6. And, um, you know, four out of 22 from three, um, just 17 assists on 35 field goals. Um, I mean, this is just a team that it feels like a lot of guys are just kind of, 
pressing that just offensively it just feels like a grind right now. Um, you know, again, Giannis hasn't been very efficient the last couple of games. I don't think he's had a dunk in two straight games, which when was the last time we can say Giannis didn't have a dunk in two straight games? I mean, that sort of just underscores that everything's coming hard for them right now. And, um, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll dig in a little bit of this, but Joe Prenti coaching for Jason Kidd the night who was out because of the birth of his child. Um, I think, you know, you would have hoped, Oh no, Jason Kidd. Therefore, you know, the idea of Jason Kidd's rotations will, will, you know, the frustration people feel about that will go away. <laughs> nope. Nope. Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon plays 18 minutes. Gary Payton, uh, Gary Payton didn't play as many minutes as Malcolm Brogdon, but he was much better. And he was, came got into the game earlier i think in both halves yep right um which is just freaking bizarre uh and brogdon was clearly out of rhythm perhaps because of that he didn't score a single point um the bench was bad and the wizards bench is not good at all and the wizards bench was kind of the difference in this game in many ways because the Bucks could not take advantage of it in the in the second half in particular, and um, you know going to the fourth quarter, the Bucks had a chance to really make up some ground. They had Giannis in, they had better players than the Wizards did, and the Wizards just expanded their lead. And pretty much, the Bucks didn't really make any serious threat to them in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, Milwaukee Bucks are just not very good right now. We we saw obviously encouraging stuff from them immediately after Eric Bledsoe showed up, but the past couple of games, um, you know, it's just kind of hard to tell what this team really is. And we talked a lot about their, their identity, the lack thereof, uh, in the last podcast. And I don't think we got anywhere any closer to figuring out what that is tonight. Yeah. And you kind of hope that maybe that second quarter, if, if things go a little bit differently, maybe that is the identity that you're going to play tough defense. You're going to get some turnovers. You're going to get out on the break and then you miss, I don't even know what it was. Four layups in the first half, like just straight up close looks. Just don't make them. Giannis has two of or has one of them that he misses. Another one gets blocked on a chase down. The second straight home game uh, that he gets chase someone chased down blocks him, which is just strange. Um, so yeah, not not a lot of good coming there. And you just look at this offense right now and. It is not fun to watch. Nothing about it is fun to watch. And I, I think there's three guys there in Bledsoe and Adetokounmpo and Middleton. When you watch those three play, maybe Middleton people don't enjoy quite as much, but I think all three of those guys can have sweet offensive games, games that you just want to see them get shots, get good looks, and none of those exist right now. Right now it is Middleton side post up, Giannis side post up, Bledsoe, I don't know, dribbling at people and attempting to make something happen. Um, and, and I guess even the same for Giannis and Chris. They both do that as well. And there's just nothing, nothing good about this offense. And um, tonight, an offensive rating of 97.6. It's just they're too talented to look this bad. And they're I'm just very confused. And uh, Middleton during the post game, I, I kind of asked about that. And I don't know, it, it's tough to attempt to figure out exactly what he means here. But uh, I asked just like, how do you get your flow back offensively? Because you have 13 assists against Dallas. That's 
the lowest number in any game this season. And 17 assists tonight, that's the third lowest number in any game this season. So you're not getting that ball movement. You're not getting any flow offensively. And Middleton said they just uh, just playing more aggressive, not just for ourselves, but attacking the paint and trying to cause a problem for everyone else out there. Draw two guys and hit, an, hit another guy. Drive it, collapse the defense, and find the open guy. I think that's just where we've got to get back to. There were spurts of that tonight, but not the whole night. And I followed up and was like, well, how do you do that? Because this is one of my frustrations with this team is that every time they lose and the offense looks like doo-doo, I ask, what's the problem? And it's not enough ball movement. Well, if you know that's the problem, every single time your offense looks like shit, how do you fix it? Like, you should know the remedy to that at this point. Like, this shouldn't carry over in multiple games when you know that's something you struggle with. Like, either that means the scheme needs to be different and it needs to be something that where you can create out of that and get out of that, or the players need to execute better. Whatever it may be, they should know the solution to that problem at this point, and they don't seem to. And so I followed up and asked Chris essentially that question, and he said, well, it's about not settling for the ISOs, not settling for the mid-range jump shots, and most of that is on me and Giannis. We just have to move the ball, trust that we're going to get it back, and our teammates are going to create a great look for us. And, man, for a, a guy who can say that after a game, certainly never seems like Chris Middleton quite understands that, right? Like, that's kind of been – I mean, that's the tough shot express, exactly. ISOs and mid-range jump shots, that's what it is. And I, I don't know, like, I, I just really struggle with how this team can look like this offensively, have the exact same problems that they've had for the last – two years, three years offensively, and they haven't figured out a solution yet. And I, I think there's a number of talented offensive players on this team, and they just haven't been able to do that. Yeah, I mean, well, for, for, and, and the interesting thing, I mean, Giannis should have gravity, right? Um, I mean, and, and we saw that. There were a couple exam, nice examples, at least tonight again, where Giannis was able to kind of use the fact that he's going to draw attention, and he got, you know, I remember I think Tony Snell on on one or two um, good looks, and yeah. um, you know th- that makes sense. I don't know; it's kind of interesting. I don't know why anybody would ever double team Chris Middleton. Like, why is there any reason why you would double Chris Middleton? He's too. I mean, first off, he's not going to get shots close to the basket. Nope, most of the time, and. He's a good enough passer that if you double team, you know, he can recognize it and start moving the ball. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he, he's frustrating. Because with Giannis, I mean, Giannis is going to get going to the hoop and he's just going to be a load on on probably most nights. And he's just going to be difficult for guys to handle. And you're going to probably have to send some help just to be able to slow him down. With Chris, it's kind of different. And I think that's part of the frustration is like when Chris feels like, and, and to be honest, like, we, I think you mentioned the other night sort of the, it was in con- in the context of Bledsoe and, and Giannis and, you know, is there too much like your turn, my turn? And I think, to be honest, I think it's more tonight felt more of a problem with Chris and Giannis yeah. that Chris felt like, oh, I got to get my touch. Because I, I like I get the feeling like Chris is a guy who like. And again, like, I don't I don't want to come up like a Giannis Homer here, but like Chris seems to be I don't know. Sometimes I get kind of the vibe from Chris that like he doesn't want to pass to Giannis in particular because he doesn't think because he thinks Giannis is going to just attack the rim and and not pass it back. And. Again, like I've said last night, 
Giannis shouldn't pass that much because he's really good at scoring the last two games being exceptions. Like he should be taking a ton of shots. Um, and it feels like with Chris, he sometimes falls into this mindset, kind of basically what he just described of just like, oh, I, I want to, it's my turn now. Like I want to go do something. Well, the problem is Chris Middleton, if you, you know, unless you double team and he recognizes an open look, he's generally not going to create a high percentage shot um, if it's not in the flow of the offense. So, um, so yeah, it's tough. And with Bledsoe, you know, still not really finding his rhythm. Um, you know, he's six out of 13 tonight, which, you know, was an improvement for him in terms of shooting, but still only 14 points, um, did have six deals. I mean, he was everywhere defensively two blocks, um, but just two, two assists, uh, three turnovers, you know, we really have not seen him be able to really in the last couple of games, create much of any type of room in the pick and roll. Um, which I think is part of the problem as well. I mean, that's obviously supposed to be a key part of what they're trying to do now with Bledsoe in the pick and roll. Um, and, you know, that that just wasn't there. And, you know, you look at Chris, 13 shots, 0 for 4 from 3, 15 points. Giannis, 8 out of 21 from the field, 23 points. Um, neither of those guys was particularly effective. And, you know, then you look at the bench and you're getting pretty much nothing from the bench. I mean, offensively, it just it just doesn't doesn't add up. And I think early in the season, there were enough Giannis games where he's going, you know, 13 or 14 for 21 from the field instead of eight out of 21. And that, you know, that tends to paper over a lot of these other issues. And um, and again, when you had Malcolm Brogdon hitting two out of four threes or three out of five threes every night with Toladovich also being healthy and hitting a couple threes every night, you know, I think your perimeter shooting looked a lot healthier too. And right now, you know, Chris had been shooting better tonight. He goes back to kind of his bad ways and, you know, from the bench, Deandre Liggins randomly hits two out of three. But other than that, you know, non Deandre Liggins players tonight were two out of 19 from three. So, I mean, that's, that's what you're going to get. You know, the bucks are like most teams. If they shoot really badly from three, they're probably not going to score that efficiently in Washington as much as this was not an A game from the Wizards. I mean, this was a game. This is a game you should beat the Wizards in. I mean, yep. John Wall's coming off an injury. He did not look good for much of the night. Um, you know, Brad Beal was definitely better, um, but he wasn't destroying you entirely. And Otto Porter, who's been a buck killer much of his career, um, 12 points on 12 shots. So he didn't kill you either. Um, so it's tough. Kelly Oubre, you know, 18 points on eight shots. Uh but either way, I mean, this was a game that I think the Wizards did not play particularly well. 18 points. The Bucks were had an 18 to two edge in points off turnovers, and still just they could not get over the hump. And at no point in the fourth quarter did you even think they were going to really mount a threat to the to the Wizards. Honestly, Frank, the numbers didn't didn't make much of any sense tonight when you look through the stat sheet and try to figure out exactly what happened, but. Some numbers that do make sense are the numbers you can find at mybookie.ag. They are a new sponsor. We are very happy to have them. And when I tell people to go to mybookie.ag, I tell you to do so because they have been in the business for years. Their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for essentially doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days you can use our promo code locked on nba for up to a 100 percent deposit bonus it's no different from betting in a glitzy las vegas casino but you can do it right from your smartphone trust me go to mybookie.ag to place your bets and tell them i sent you by using promo code locked on nba get over there and get the best odds anywhere and speaking of the best odds frank 
I think the best odds tonight would be playing against the Wizards bench. I can't tell you how frustrated I was watching a full bench unit. No no wall, no Beal, because Scott Brooks does not believe in staggering. A full-on bench unit of, I don't even know who it was, Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre, Jan Mahimi, Tim Frazier, and Jody Meeks. I think that was the five to start the fourth quarter. Giannis was on the floor for the Bucks to start the fourth quarter. They didn't gain any ground. They lost ground to that that five-man pairing. How? How is that possible? That is, uh, and again, we talked about it before the game. Uh, we talked about during the preview that those bench units are rough and that Scott Brooks doesn't stay your guys, and he does put those guys, those bench guys just out there. And Otto Porter was the guy getting staggered, and the Bucks couldn't do anything about it, anything. And it's just, it was just a really frustrating experience to attempt to watch this team do anything offensively, and then whatever spark they found in the second quarter defensively was totally gone in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, what, John Wall scores an uncontested layup with four minutes left? Brad Beal gets another good look with two and a half minutes left. Like, the Wizards weren't even hitting tough shots in the fourth quarter. It was a layup line. And I, I just I just can't really comprehend how that even comes to be. Um, but offensively, I, I do just wonder if you're not going to leverage Chris Middleton's shooting. And again, I understand that he is cold. He's not shooting the ball well. But if you're not going to leverage his three-point shooting – the optimal outcome for Giannis, Chris, and Eric, all three of those guys, in their minds, the optical, the optimal outcome for them is to get to the rim or get themselves a shot. It is not to draw a defender. It is not to create. It is not to draw and kick. It is none of those things. We talked because we talked about it last night. Like Giannis is too good of a scorer to worry about passing. So when he's doing that, he's going to get to the rim. Eric Bledsoe right now never been I don't think anyone's ever looked at him as a great passer he's been fine he's been competent but in the same way he wants to get to the rim he wants to finish himself and then the same thing with Chris Middleton like you said unless you send a double team at him and you know that he's or he knows that it's coming and he can get that pass away and obviously we give him credit for again being a competent and probably even good passer and I would say the same thing about Eric Bledsoe but all three of those guys, optimal outcome is ending that possession where they're touching the ball and trying to make something happen with a shot. I don't know how that's conducive to good offense. Like, I, I just don't. Obviously, I think anytime you talk about an offense, you want to be aggressive. You want to get a good shot. But you don't just want to get a shot. Like, you want to get a good shot, and you want to be able to create for others, and you want to be able to make something happen, have some flow, and there's none of it right now. I kind of wonder, it feels like, I don't know if this is. I don't know if that we could ever find any data to back this up. But sometimes I've gotten the sense that um, sometimes they're waiting longer in the clock to get Giannis a touch. And um, so if you have one guy who really has gravity, like you want to get that guy the ball early in the clock, right? And maybe if if they take him out, then you know you try something else thereafter. But um, I don't know. And, and again, Giannis is getting a lot of shots, right? Like it's not like 
Eric Bledsoe showed up and all of a sudden he's not taking shots anymore. I mean, he's still getting sh- lots of shots. Before tonight, he's, he was also getting more frontcourt touches than he was before Bledsoe came around. Yeah, and he's still taking, getting a lot of shots at the rim as well. Yep. So um, so it's hard to say like, oh, like, you know, Eric Bledsoe has derailed Giannis's, you know, season or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Um, you know, like last... Uh, four games he's put up 27 21 24 and 23 points only one of those games has he shot 50 percent and he shot 50 percent exactly right so um he has not been that efficient um am i going to blame eric bledsoe for that no um i don't i don't think so but um but i, I don't know i mean it, it's just i, I think there's just uh, questions the bucks have to be asking themselves about what they can be doing better and it, you know it's i think it, a lot of it is you know what? What are they going to do early in the clock? How do they leverage Giannis? Off Maybe ball early. movement. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and what was? Sorry, did you already mention the quote that that Middleton gave you after the game? Yeah, you already did, right? About yeah. the the ball movement. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, again, like right now, this team on both ends, on both ends, it seems like every on any given night, and it is including in, in most of these wins that they had. Like one side of the floor, they're playing. They're they're less than the sum of their parts, right? Like they're yeah. not, you know. And again, like a, a lot of this obviously can fairly be drawn out to to coaching. And you know, you're a 500 team that has ambitions of being much better. You know, I, again, h- how long does that? Do you let that continue? How long? Because um, because that's the thing. Like I look at this team right now, and there's obviously kind of been they've had these streaks of good and bad play. Um, and so you never want to like, you know, it's always hard cause it seems like the bucks are perpetually either in a peak or a trough. It doesn't seem like there's ever kind of like just averageness. Yep. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's like if I was going to say, you know, I think I said like 45 or six, 45 or 46 wins is my prediction before the season. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, this feels like last year's team kind of right. Like it, yep. like they don't really defend consistently offensively they feel they're inconsistent but you know if you feel more likely that they're going to be above average at least they have certainly have shown flashes of that especially with Giannis continuing to kind of do what he can do um so it, yeah it just feels like a team that is going to be that should be you know solid their point differential is bad right now because their bad games are a lot worse than their good games, um, which yep. isn't good, right? Like we've seen very few comprehensive performances from them. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like, all right, Bucks, like, you know, you've had better spells, you've had some very bad spells, and now you've got a four-game road trip. But you know, a couple of these games at least are going to be very winnable. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, are you going to be a good team, or are you just going to be, eh, you know? I mean. And and the interesting thing is, I mean, in the East, I think my assumption coming this year is that if you're eh, in the East, you are still going to be like the fifth seed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's hard to look at like Philly right now, like barring an Embiid injury, it's hard to look at Philly and say, well, Philly's not a better team than the Bucks right now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think whether you look at just sort of the the talent base with the young guys who are healthy right now and the level that Embiid and Simmons are playing at both having two guys like that. Um, even if neither is quite at Giannis's level, the fact that you have two of those guys, um, I think certainly like coaching wise, you'd say Philly has an obvious advantage with Brett Brown over Jason Kidd. And then, you know, 
just they're they're making it work better than than the Bucks are. Um, they've had some really great performances and they've had surprise some games that they should have won that they didn't. So Philly, I think, has crept up in there, and you still have obviously Boston, Cleveland is still there. Um, you have Toronto and Washington, which you know again the Bucks are continuing to look up at those teams. And then you have the likes of a Philly, right? And and then a, I think Philly clearly is better than the Bucks right now, and I project to be better than the Bucks this season, barring some kind of turnaround from the Bucks, barring them kind of figuring some stuff out. And again, it's early, but you know, whatever. I mean, you know, we I think we know a fair bit about these teams. I mean, it's not like all these teams are brand new and we've never seen them together. Um, and, and it's interesting though, because I mean, you know, there are other teams here. I mean, the Bucks, you you got to go get ahead of this in the standings of the Detroits of the Indianas of the New York Knicks. I mean, you know, like it's early, but the East isn't rolling over for you bucks. Like you got to go out and win some games against these teams. And, you know, again, there were There were better signs, you know, not like a comprehensive victory last weekend over the Lakers or the Grizzlies or the Pistons, but at least with the Grizzlies and Pistons. Yeah. You take any of those wins. Um, but now you gotta you gotta go out and win some games, and um, certainly you know if you're gonna if you're gonna you know be able to say with a straight face that you you have ambitions of being a top four seed, um, you gotta start putting something together, right? And and again, I don't know what the answer is from as far as what kind of identity they're gonna be able to carve out, right? Um, I mean, it's I just think back to that quote from the preseason with Jason Kidd saying, "Oh, well, we're a team that shoots three pointers now." It's like well, if you're if your identity is you like I'm almost begrudgingly saying that you're going to do something, that's not an identity. Yep. <laughs> like, and the Bucks have fought, drifted away from shooting threes, which they did a lot better early in the season. And we'll see, you know, if Toledovich gets healthy, and you know, some of these guys kind of maybe refine their their shooting stroke a little bit if that changes. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what this team is right now, and and I don't know what what they would say this team is right now. And they probably say, well, we want to be good defensively and. Well, you, you you're not doing that with consistency. Um, probably better. You've been better since Bledsoe came over, but it's you know weirdly come at this trade of the offense often struggling. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I would like to be happy and not discuss a middling basketball team as well. But well, that hasn't happened for the entirety that we've recorded this podcast. So I can say that, but at some point, something would need to happen to make that not be the truth. Like. They said at the start of the year, a top five defense, Frank. Top five. Not even top ten. And again, maybe that is the hyperbolic statements of Jason Terry getting a little bit out of control. But even if that was the case, a top five defense. Can you I can't even imagine what how that would occur at this point. Because every single night there are just so many blown coverages, so many times where Tonight, just just sitting behind the Wizards bench where I'm normally camping out behind the away bench, like just watching the disappointed, annoyed, frustrated look on Giannis's face as he grabs the ball that just went through the rim and inbounds it to someone. Like, yeah, like it, there's that defense isn't getting figured out anytime soon. It certainly doesn't appear that way. So if you want to be a defensive team, you're going to have to make some drastic changes because that's not working at this point. So 
man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what their identity is, but they need to find it at some point. And uh, it just seems like everything that gets brought up is something that it's so clearly not going to happen. Like even Joe Prunty tonight talking about how this is a team that wants to play with pace and they want to play with, and they want to make sure that they're doing that. Well, you know what? Having guys that are frustrated defensively that take five seconds to inbound the basketball and then walk it up the floor, you know what? You're not going to have any pace. You you clearly are not a team that cares about pace if that is what what you're you're doing every time you give up a basket. And it's cool. Like, yeah, try to push off of misses and try to push off turn, turnovers. You know what? That's not going to be good enough. So you clearly don't want to be about pace. Defensively, you've been bad for three years, and you haven't really made any changes. Sometimes, uh, apparently every couple games now, they try to switch, but that's kind of a half-assed effort. So then that doesn't work out. So essentially, you just want to be a, a middling team because the two things that I always hear that the Bucks are trying to do and want to do more of oh and add threes to that one as well and you mentioned that they're already doing that begrudgingly like every single thing we hear about like that there's just no action that would also correspond with that that makes makes me think you believe in that and I, I don't know it's just been it's been a frustrating two games to watch kind of all of those things come back around and just see all of it on full display in these last two games well, it's a gut check game for sure uh, on Wednesday against, uh, the, against, Suns. Yeah. against the Phoenix Suns, who, uh, you know, aren't seven really eleven re- this year record wise are are better than the Dallas Mavericks. Now, do I think the Suns are a better team talent wise do I, than, than the Mavericks? No, I, I don't like I don't know entirely why the Mavericks are as bad as they are, given they have a fair number of solid veterans and a great coach. But um whatever you got to go beat the suns like you know i mean we saw them last year stomp the suns in phoenix and this is what they need to do again granted they had a lot hairier time of it uh in milwaukee and nearly blew that game but um yeah it you know we're, we're we are now one-fifth of the way through the season and the bucks are kind of like all the stuff that we talked about last year about the Bucks, it kind of, kind of feel like it's sort of the same stuff, isn't it? I mean, yep. we're, you know, Giannis is great. Chris is pretty good. Everything else is, eh. Who knows? Um, who knows? Uh, and in terms of, like, you know, you think about, again, that identity, they don't really play fast. They have nights where, like, tonight, I mean, nominally they had a 17-4 to 4 advantage in fast break points, which is nice. A lot of that because of all those turnovers. Um, so that's at least something they did well. Uh, but the fact that they got all those points off turnovers and they still were bad offensively is pretty scary, right? Cause they yes. got a lot of cheap points in transition off steals and things like that. And the fact that like you know, straight we're still up here, uncontested layups. Yeah. And the fact that we're still here talking about, you know, them struggling so much offensively, the four out of 22 number from three is, is obviously a, a huge difference. I mean, if you make, you know, I don't know, eight out of 22, nine out of 22. Well, the result of the game is probably different, but, um, on nights like this, you know, they, and we've seen a number of these recently, um, you know, they've won some games where they shot poorly from three, but, uh, again, you're just kind of handicapping yourself. If, if that's not going to be part of your game, if you're not going to be able to really kind of keep teams honest that way. So, uh, and so it goes. And yep. so it goes. I, I don't really have anything else to say. I'm, I'm frustrated. I don't 
enjoy watching the same things happen over and over again. And I hope at some point the Milwaukee Bucks figure it out. I think that's the, the, that's my core message. And I think that's about all either of us have for Lockdown Bucks today. Maybe we will talk a little bit more about some guys on the periphery in our next in our next podcast uh, before we talk about the Bucks and the Suns. But also maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just preview the Suns and hope that things just get better. Because, I, I mean, I can't imagine they get much worse in these last two games. But you never know. It's life of a Bucks fan, so we'll see. That was Frank Men. I'm Eric Name. Today's episode was brought to you by MyBookie. Head over to MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Use our promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer, which is 100% bonus on your deposit. So check all of that out at MyBookie. This has been Lockdown Bucks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.